four Midwest guys presents. Here we go. I've got a mission for you. This should be good. Find in, find out who's loyal to the good guys and who isn't. Star Wars Resistance Decoded. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Four Midwest Guys presents Star Wars Resistance Decoded. Today, we'll be reviewing, reviewing season one, episode six, "The Children of Tahar." Um, again, there's a discrepancy between what's happening with uh, what. DirecTV is apparently numbering it, which is the one we're following, and the way Disney Online is now numbering it. Um, so this is episode five. Five slash six. Um, if you're going by what Disney's posting online, and episode six if you go by what DirecTV is saying. Also, apparently, DirecTV, because I record both, because um, of the way I set up my DVR initially. Um, so... Um, Disney Channel has it right and is calling this episode The Children of Tahar. However, if you record it off of Disney XD, it will say Episode 6, The Runaways. So, lots of confusion out there. Um, I think Disney and DirecTV need to sit down and figure out exactly what is what and uh, how things go. Um, but anyway, we're going to call it Episode 6, Children of Tahar, or we'll just call it Children of Tahar, and you can figure it out from there. Children of Tahar, The Runaways. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so but anyway, let's get. Uh, oh, absolutely! I forgot last week. I definitely don't want to forget this week. Oh, <laughs> hello everyone! I'm here. Here to help me always is Mr. Brian Aikenbauer. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. All right, I like this one. So uh, I know you have a little different opinion, but let's uh, let's get get started. Yeah, let's get so, started. All right, so uh, Cass still sucks. It's a mechanic, apparently. Yes. Um, still has trouble following direction. Yep. Upper left, right, left, whatever left. I know. It was really more up <laughs> turn, and down to turn, me. Turn it to the right. No, oh, that would be the left. That would be the left. <laughs> kind of cracked it. Um, yeah, so right off the bat, he breaks the, uh, I forget what it was, even com, com, something with a C. Compressor? Compressor, compactor, Maybe. or something. Com, so anyway, compensator. That's what it was. It was a compensator. compensator. Uh, but, um, you know, he does kind of own up as to his mistakes and he's willing to fix it. Uh, although Tam pretty much throws everything at him, but the kitchen sink, um, in the meantime, I mean, really he's dodging wrenches like dodgeball. Yeah. Um, out there. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Um, so, but she's pretty pissed to be, to be, uh, um, does an understatement anyway. But, um, next scene that I kind of like is we jump right to the, the bar and they overhear somebody talking about 20,000 credits. It's almost like a video game setup. Kind of like a D&D &D right. kind of thing. Like, you're in a bar. And you overhear a group of guys, guys talking, talking about, about a bounty on two kids. Right. So these two children have 20,000 credit uh, out uh, to collect. He doesn't know it's the first order, but in a way. So that kind of moves us along. Um, and they go out to try to find the kids. They kind of run into him accidentally and from there uh things kind of move along and um he's it he asks for help from niku niku's willing to help him by the way niku is paying throughout this entire episode by the way so which is kind of cool i mean it kind of shows his very unselfishness person right right and that he has a ton of money yeah he has yeah he seems to have bottomless pits uh, as far as money um but he's willing to do the right thing um 
and one of his friends are apparently the Teenage Mutant Engineer Turtles, a.k.a. the <laughs> Chill Childea. Um, I kind of like these guys. You know, they're they're just so odd and so out of place that and so unexpected that to me it feels like something George Lucas maybe would have done. To me, I don't know, kind of very Star Wars esque from that feel. Right. It did. It did. Odd it alien. did have the yeah, the odd alien like, like the kind you would see in the background of a like a like a bar scene or something. Yeah. Um. Like 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 Maz's. Yeah, Maz is a bar. Right, and they, yeah. they're going through all the scenes, and you see all the different types of creatures. That's right. kind of what it reminded me of. Like, oh, well, we might have seen them somewhere else. Yeah. But it's kind of weird that we're seeing them as engineers. engineers. That would be the last thing I would think is a slow... Yeah, it's like, slow we need to get this done, we need to get this done. Okay. It's almost, like, it's almost as good as the, uh, like, the, the... Oh, the whatchamacallit. The, uh, what was it, the sloth? Oh yeah, the uh, sloth and um, what was the name of that movie? Zootopia. Yeah, Zootopia. That's and at the, at the DMV. Yeah, but yeah, so they're literally pretty much they they don't make them bigger or anything. They're pretty much as if you would really stand up a really large giant sea turtle. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know they they're just like you see in the picture. They're but they're the engineers. And but apparently they have eyes and ears everywhere. So not only do they fix things, but they I guess they receive information on stuff that's broken. They have. Well, my, my guess all the ins and outs of the place. Well, my and, guess is because they don't move as fast, people don't really realize that they're there working on things. That could be. So they're just they're just kind of like they literally are the fly on the wall kind of thing. They just hear things. Uh, yeah, they're like whatever. So, um, so it's a good. They actually end up being a very good uh, uh, source of information. Um, but right away, you know, uh, Kaz is pretty much keeps drawing attention to himself throughout this because he had a run in with the kids. Uh, Captain Doza is uh, very interested in this fact. In fact, he gets summoned to his, uh, basically to his uh, his office, like the principal's office, and he starts questioning Kaz. Like you know, Kaz quickly turns over what the little Taz, the symbol mm -hmm. or whatever, right to him. But um, yeah, he seems to. Uh, uh, I don't know. He just turns the kids right over. I mean, he, he asks the first order who they are, what they are. I'm like, well, they're here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even though it was like you're you're questioning to find out why they've done this, and you find yeah. out that he, they're telling you some bullshit story that you, he doesn't seem to buy. Well, no, obviously not. Like it's not going to be a higher ranking person in the first order missing two kids that are like street rat kind of people, right? And there's a twenty twenty thousand dollar credit on them, like bounty on their head. Yeah. Like why would why would the first order? Be, oh, well, they're both. Oh, okay. Well, they're here. Okay. Okay. That was kind of stupid. Yeah, to me, this shows that, you know, he's willing that he doesn't care, or he may care, but he, he puts the value of his his place, his daughter, his his livelihood, his place above them. Right, which is what you, kind of like what you brought up earlier off the chair, off the air about Lando. Yeah. Like, could he be the, Lando? Lando of the like, 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 putting the all of Cloud City ahead of just... Just Han. his friends. And, right. Right. So he's like, I'll take care of everyone here. If, just give up two people. Right. To me, it's, uh, you know, yeah. needs of the many outweigh the needs of a few. Or right. One. Mm -hmm. A little Star Trek for you. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll have to see how that develops. If he'll continue to uh, go down this path, will he continue to, to straddle the line or will he go more towards the First Order? 
or will he, he veer away from it? I don't know. We'll have to see how it uh, it plays out. But it, it's definitely um, developing his his character and, and kind of showing who he kind of is. And he's not this. He's not a static character by any stretch of the imagination. He's got some depth to him, and uh, we'll have to see if he turns into the good guy, a bad guy, or the Lando mm-hmm. kind. Um, so as we go. Uh, so, um, but anyway. Um, so let's talk about the children of Tahar. Um, I found this, and I really like this. Um, do we get their names? We do. It's uh, Kel and uh, Elia, I mm. believe. I, I could be wrong about the girl. I know the, the kid was definitely um, Kel. Yeah, I think it's Elia and Kel. Okay. Uh, so, um, but yeah, so uh, what I really liked about this, and, and here's a, a couple, well, let, let's talk about them overall first for a little bit. Uh, I liked how they were. Uh, even drawn like to me they look like the Rugrats remember the Rugrats episode? right yeah they, they look like grown up versions of the Rugrats right with the hair especially for some and the, reason they had, they had yellowish eyes kind of like how the Rugrats are drawn Drawn, yeah it was kind of that kind of tint and everything kind of reminded me of the Rugrats I don't know why um, but a couple things I did notice is the male uh, Kel seems to have ex- augmented strength okay he uh, he pushes Kaz you know and he goes flying and then uh, when it comes to time to pick up the crate uh he does it with little little to no effort uh where kaz is struggling of course kaz mm-hmm. is pretty much a weakling but still it seems like kel has some strength um ellie on the other hand uh as she was running and some people think it it didn't uh she kind of broke her leg before she ran into uh uh bb8 yeah like i thought she hit bb8 and broke her leg or whatever or hurt her leg real bad but and you said you no. rewatched it and hap- the break happens before yeah, you she hear hits bb8 you, you, at least you hear a breaking noise and she, that's when she goes ow and then she runs into bb8 so um is it you know is this uh something that's indicative to the species of tahar or, or is it maybe just malnourishment so you know are the ma- all the males strong is he just the exception to the rule you know, these are just a few quick takes, uh, quick observations I made while uh, while yeah. they're introducing these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're apparently their home village is destroyed by Kylo Ren and stormtroopers. To me, this was huge. Um, to me, this says they're a big enough threat that Kylo Ren or Snoke or both have decided that they need to wipe them out, which puts them on the same level when you look at it. And you think about that because uh, Captain Phasma says their their name will now uh, fade from memory and our plans will be kept from the resistance. So to me, that almost sounds like they're putting up there with the Jedi. Like they want to wipe them out. They want whatever it is they have, whatever powers they have, whatever it is that, that's about them. They want it. They want them to disappear from history. Same with the Jedi. So to me, that hmm. says we maybe have some new uh, Jedi myth jedi lore something to do with the jedi something to do with the force like maybe with zeb hmm. you know how the zeb had the different views use of the That's, force that kind of sounds like your region there maybe a little bit but maybe not to me I, and i might it could just be that they're you know they helped them build star killer base and they want them wiped out i don't know right but it could be as weak as that i, or, I don't think i don't think they're i don't think they're in any kind of same level or anything as the jedi because just because i don't like macaroni and cheese we'll say doesn't mean i don't because i don't like the steelers mm-hmm. right right but i really hate the steelers 
I can eat macaroni and cheese. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those like mm-hmm. I, I, it, just because it's saying the same thing, I don't think they're in the same category. Well, because I I, I I see what you're saying, but when you take into the fact that these kids are on the run, they placed them here, and that they're the last two, or at least they seem like they're the last two right now, and the fact that and, and again that they're they have these at least the kid the boy has augmented strength seems to have some ability uh of his own to me all this adds up this all fits the mold of a of a new kind of myth or power or something that they're going to slowly introduce Mm. into the the star wars universe especially through resistance i should say right but we we didn't see any kind of force thing though it was just strength so it could just i mean it could just be like like the male the male the males are the workers it could be and And you know like they built the pyramids. They right. were able to lift the giant boulders, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, it, and it could just be the beginning. You know, we, we may see this develop as, as time, time, uh, time, um, uh, elapses. Elapses. And again, I'm, and, and yes, I am speculating and I am drawing from this, but I, these few little hints have got my, my Star Wars, uh, well, I mean, yeah, at least, radar yeah, I was gonna say, at least it got, at least it got things thinking and it wasn't just a, hmm. Right, those kind of characters. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there, there's something, there was some kind of a tie-in. There's something about hopefully. these these kids. The fact that they made them brother and sister. The fact that it has that kind of Star Wars feel to me. And so they either have, to me, they either have powers related to the Force. They know about the Jedi. We hear the girl say that Kylo Ren had a laser sword, like in the stories of the Jedi. So, like everybody else in the galaxy, they at least know who the Jedi are, mm-hmm. or we're told stories about the Jedi. Um, so either they have a force-related power, or they have powers that are separate from the force. Either way, to me, that kind of got me thinking. I'm like, man, that's that's awesome because that's that could possibly be new. What I've been dying for since they started the sequel trilogy, and what it's been missing, especially was really missing from uh, uh, the Last Jedi, is the lack of Star Wars myth, new myth, new lore, new things that you can build on. Uh, and uh, to me, this might just might be cracking the door open ever so slightly. And uh, so it got me thinking. It got me speculating. Now, they, it could be that they could just be they could just have a really great strength. And, you know, that could be the end of it. But I don't think anything happens for accident in these um, in these episodes. Mm, okay. Like, I think she broke her leg maybe to show that they also have the power. They understand herbs and holistic healing. Things like that, right? But that was even weird too because they didn't even use the herbs. I know it, they it just was, used it used, as compress. They used it very weakly. Like they're like, okay, so you probably could have just used got ice. Well, instead of him paying all those credits yes. for the herb. Yeah, they they it's it's used very. It's not used the way it should have been used. They should have at least threw the threw it on her skin or something. And well, they, yeah, they should have like put water in it, mixed yeah. it up, and then used it as a paste on her right, skin to heal right. or whatever. But right. Whatever we're not right, we're not writing the show. I know it's weak writing. The the way that was used was weak, and I agree it could have been done better. But nevertheless, they're revealing all these little things and these all these little hints and clues about these kids. So hmm. they could be that, which and I'm just going to speculate for a minute. So they could also be, um, maybe they know something about Luke Skywalker. Maybe they're just. Well, I don't think they'd be that because if they said they wanted because hmm. of the plans, right. To keep it from the to keep it from the resistance, but if they don't. But that them. wouldn't make any sense that they would know where. Well, remember Force Awakens though; they want to keep the resistance from finding Luke Skywalker first. So that's. Why I think they, they just want to find Luke Skywalker first. I don't think it's they want to keep the resistance from finding him. Well, they don't because Snoke's biggest fear is if Skywalker returns, the new Jedi will rise. That's that's what he says in Force Awakens. 
so that maybe they know something about Skywalker. I hope not, because to me, that's kind of weak writing, in my opinion, but it could be. And the other thing I thought, because it got my wheels turning, are they like guardians of the wheels of the Force? Are they like the Force monks that we see uh, in Rogue One? Um, you know, could, are they that kind of a people? I don't know. I, I was hoping that they were going to kind of be like, like it was going to be kind of like a... Um they were two that got away from the Knights of Ren, like the training facility where Luke was, you know what I mean? Like, right. and they, they, they got away that Kylo wasn't able to get to him. And now Kylo is not out to get him because he's, he's trying to wipe, Try, wipe, wipe him, him out. out. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I was kind of hoping for in this episode, but didn't get it. Yeah. I thought he was going to show up too. Cause you, they show his shuttle and I was like, Oh, now the, oh. <laughs> now the other thing that this could tie yeah. into that I, you know, it didn't cross my mind until you just said, Mm-hmm. something about tying it in right was this could tie in like because of row one with the guardians of the wills maybe this ties into that new live action series that they're putting together for the mm-hmm. that character from rogue one. Oh yeah the uh, newly announced uh, captain andor spy series they could be some intent they could be like they could of... talk about tar and stuff mm-hmm. he could he could go there and it's possible <laughs> it's very possible and speaking of tie-ins the tie-in i thought about because we find out from uh well uh, Kaz has given his report, his spy report. We'll talk a little bit more about that in depth in a minute. But we find out that Tahar, at least they think Tahar, must be out in the unknown regions mm-hmm. or wild space. Wild space. And we've wild he- space. And we've heard. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, I have Bill and Ted. Mike. I know. <laughs> Excellent. We are Iron Man. <laughs> we are wild <laughs> space. <laughs> I am Darth Ted. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, uh, so episode nine, uh, we've heard rumors of episode nine taking place in wild space in the unknown regions. Um, so it is possible that this world is tied in or will be tied into episode nine in some way, shape or form. So we could see some foreshadowing through resistance of episode nine or vice versa after the fact. Once episode nine comes out, you know, mm-hmm. we've already seen a little bit of it and we'll get more of it uh, after the fact. So a uh, lot of interesting stuff here. A lot of I feel like they're dropping crumbs or they're planting the seeds and they're they're giving us little hints and little clues of what's coming and where they're going. At least you hope so. At least I hope so. I, I could be it could be that they're just a group of people that put together Starkiller base and they want to wiped out. Um, I hope not. I don't think it is not with what happened in this episode. But it could be. Um, but I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm ex- I'm starting to get excited. In case you can't tell, I'm starting to get that Star Wars feel. The feels are starting to come back. The force is starting to come back um, with this show. I know you don't feel it yet. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll get I do that. not feel it. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I so, like I said, this this was all out of all of the sh- episodes thus far. Yeah. This was this this one had the potential. Yeah. To to turn that, you know, turn the corner. Okay. But it didn't. Yeah. It fell flat. The other thing that I thought was interesting, and another reason why, and I just show this real quick, is they kept showing the symbol all throughout the the episode. Um, Kaz picks up on it right away in the bar. Uh, they start talking about it. We Kaz gets a hold of it. He looks at it. We see it. Doza holding it uh, once he gets a hold of it. And he looks at it even at the end of the episode. They show it over and over and over again. So I just wonder... If this is a symbol or something that we will see in episode nine, will we see it in other other Star Wars things? And obviously, we're going to see more of it, I think, in, in Star Wars Resistance. Um, <laughs> but it's interesting. What does it look like, Brian? Symbolism. What's it like for you? 
Uh, right now, it doesn't look like a whole lot, a lot of anything other than maybe a ghost. Uh, I was running. gonna say. Well, I was gonna say it looks. It almost <laughs> looks like a ghost, like carrying okay. a suitcase. Yeah, or over it, top of a planet. Or it could be the back of a K and a C. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's kind of got a uh, yin and a yang kind of a look to it a little bit, kind of sort of. Um, you they, know. Can, they can't see your mouse. I know they can't see my mouse, but so you got the. You know, the two dots and a little bit of a circle. So, you know, it, it's hard to say at this point. But the fact that they're giving so much attention to the symbolism. Here's another detail about new myth, new lore, new Star Wars myth lore, which to me, that's the bread and butter of Star Wars. I love that shit. Okay. Um, so something just to keep an eye on, something to think about as we go forward. Um, so uh, let's talk about... Uh, but let's move on, because I could go on and on and on about it. <laughs> let's talk about uh, Captain uh, Pyre. Uh, he's uh, he's the Star Wars stormtrooper uh, that we uh, we've been seeing that we see. The golden trooper. He's the golden trooper. He's the one down here in the corner uh, next to our logo. Um, that is him. That's Captain Pyre. Um, so I always thought that maybe this was the sun reflecting off of uh, Phasma's. You know, like. Um, Right of her 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 uh, armor armor, but no, it is indeed a separate stormtrooper. It's Captain Pyre that we've heard talked about. Uh, I think in episode two they talked about him mm -hmm. with the pirates and uh, Phasma. Um, but yeah, so but apparently he's just a commander though, um, and he uh, reports to Phasma, um, and he's just like a regular stormtrooper commander. Um, he wears the the traditional uh, Empire, you know, the black. Um, whatever you call it, the shoulder pad, the shoulder pad that he's the captain. And then he has, but yet he has the gold, um, the gold armor. So to me, I just wonder what is this? Um, because now you have a silver captain Phasma, you have a gold captain Pyre, and then there's commander, um, Volreg who's red. So this right, is so he's red or bronze, red or bronze. Yeah. So you have a, Gold, silver, bronze. Gold, silver, and bronze <laughs> in a different order. Um, so, you know, this is interesting to me because especially when you think about the Empire as being very black and white, you right. know, and the, so now they're using color and they're using insignia and they're giving different rank because of it. And obviously to us, it's because, you know, technology has changed and, you know, they're wanting to sell more toys and stuff. But right. to me, when you look about it in the Star Wars context, what do you think about this with the first order, Brian? Do you think there's anything to it that there might be adding to their lore to their well you know it's one of those things, i really hope that i really hope that's what they're doing like i really hope that it's like like we'll eventually see a like a like a general assembly and you see there are several silver troopers, troopers the and, trooper different and there's several brigades. and there's several you know golden troopers working underneath them mm -hmm. and then there's several red troopers working under each one of the golds red, right red pilots yeah, yeah. and I just, I just think that that would be that would be kind of cool because it would allow us to spin off from using phasma everybody and be like Phasma's counterpart, whoever, right, Captain, was yeah, yeah was was in charge of this region of wild space, right. and then we could follow them, you mm -hmm. know, and see mm -hmm. more vehicles, right, more vehicles. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, next episode. <laughs> next episode. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So yeah, I I'm I'm digging the gold. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to be much else to him yet. Of course, we got about this much of him. Right. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'd like to see that really develop. And uh, But I really like the, that we have a gold stormtrooper. I think it's freaking awesome. As long as they don't turn it into um, Power Rangers. But, right. You know, Red Ranger. 
<laughs> Gold Ranger. The White Ranger. What? Gold Trooper. Gold assemble. Trooper. Assemble. Four. Uh, I'll forward that. Uh, that's, I don't uh, know how the rest of that went. I didn't watch that, that was, I, I don't know. I didn't really watch nah, that nah, shit. I'm actually going with Ultron. That's what I remember as a oh, kid. Oh, yeah. So. I was like, yeah. I didn't, didn't watch Power Ranger. So at the end, uh, Kaz finally gives, we get to see Kaz give his first spy report. Um, Which was weird and extremely loud. Yes. Like, yeah. I, like everybody could hear it. Yeah, right? I was, he was like, so I've seen the First Order and they have, it was like, <laughs> who's he talking to? Like, why is he talking so loud? <laughs> it was just funny to me. I was just like, it's like he didn't go anywhere secret or like look around or anything. Yeah, and then there was, there was, it, was, it wasn't goes, like, boop, boop, boop. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm walking down the middle of the hallway. <laughs> oh, look, there's a com. I'll call him. <laughs> hey, what's up, Bob? <laughs> yeah, just found out stormtroopers are here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, what the hell? You know, at least like, Put, go in the door, close the door. I don't know. Closet, something. Yeah. Little wristband, something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one of those uh, those photograph booths that they have at weddings now. Yeah, <laughs> something. You know, you know, have a little like a hologram on his watch. Yeah, you know, yeah you're not, you know, it's, like, it's like, hey, so this is what this is what I found. Something nope, spy looking. But anyway, despite that, uh, we find out uh, they bring back a character from the Force Awakens, Ello, um, who I uh, actually have a picture of. So, hello there. Uh, you will recognize him from The Force Awakens. He plays an X-Wing pilot in The Force Awakens. Um, apparently, he's taking reports for Poe because he's out on a mission. Mm -hmm. And uh, But I did like how they used Ello, used somebody familiar, uh, you know, already existing to connect us back to the bigger Star Wars world, if you will. Um, so, uh, it did lend me to think what kind of mission is uh, Poe on? Is he on some sort of mission that we see in... Uh, uh, in the comic books, maybe or maybe not. Um, but um, considering that I've already seen the preview for next week, Post comes back in the next episode. So I don't think he's actually on the main mission to find Luke Skywalker as of yet. Because that was the first thing I thought. I was like, oh God, he's already out. Because it's only six months before The Force Awakens. So that's the first thing I thought. But no, he's back next week. So I don't know. Maybe it ties into that Poe Dameron comic, maybe in some way, shape, or form. Something Perhaps. like that. Um, <clears throat> so, but. It, it more than likely is just a reason to have not have Poe in every episode and use him sparingly. Right. And, you know, and use and only time when they need him kind of thing. But it is kind of weird that the only time he tries to contact him, he, Poe's not there. Yeah, that's true. Is it Poe, if Poe put him on this mission, he tries to contact him and says, hey, what's up? And his boss essentially isn't there. <laughs> exactly. And then obviously the... Uh, he drops the big name. He drops the Kylo Ren name. And he's like, does that mean anything to you? And I think Ella says... You could say that. And he's, of course, immediately he goes, well, General Organa, Organa will want to hear about this right away. Mm -hmm. You know, so obviously, you know, we know the connection and being her son. Um, so uh, I, I I don't know. Do you think this is going to finally maybe get that face-to-face -face meeting with Leia between him and Leia? Because it's about Leia's son. and You mean with, with, with Kaz? Kaz? No. You don't think it'll get him an audience? Nope. I don't, I don't think so. No. It's no. There's no, there's not really a reason for it because he's just, he's just giving along information. It's not like he has a connection to Kylo. Okay. So I don't think that's gonna be. I you think, don't think it'll be enough. Nope. I think it was that was just one of their little. They try to drop a nugget there to. Yeah. Just let us know that yeah, bigger context, bigger story. Remind us maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it might. I think that might be what the next episode is too. Maybe Poe has been dispatched to retrieve him. I don't know. Or maybe do a little training with him for once since he's untrained. And he's actually starting to get information. He's not just 
a one-off kind of thing. I don't know. We'll see. Um, also, nice little uh, final point um, is Kaz finally gets a little recognition from Mello. Kind of pumps him up a little bit. Right. You know, heard a lot of good things. Bo says, what should we do with the resistance? It's great. Blah, blah, blah. Doing a great job. But, so, it, but also it sounds like something that they feed everybody to keep them going. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But when you think about all the sacrifices that he's made, he's gone from way up, living way up here to down on the bottoms of nothing right. and, you know, scraping by. It's or people so. at work. <laughs> I heard a lot of good things about yeah, you. You've been doing good, right? Yeah. Who was that? Fucking no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're pumping him up maybe, but still. So he gets a little recognition. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right. Well, that brings our uh, review of this uh, episode come to a close. But before we go, where can you find four Midwest guys? Well, it's real easy. The best place to go is www.thenumber4midwestguys.com. Again, that is the number four midwestguys.com. There you can find links to our uh, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our Instagram. Or well, I need to add Instagram yet, but uh, it will be there shortly, uh, as well as our iTunes uh, feed, as well as uh, our Podbean. Uh, we are now, once again, uh, uh, releasing the audio only of uh, these podcasts. So if you just want to listen to us instead of watch us on uh, YouTube, you can go there and find the, our feed uh, to that as well. Uh, so it's your one-stop shop. Uh, if you want to go directly, though, to Facebook.com, it is Facebook.com slash the number four Midwest guys, where you can search for Midwest guys for us there. Uh, Twitter, it's at four Midwest guys. Uh, Instagram is at for Midwest guys. There's a lot of behind the scenes photos, little fun, little uh, pictures and stuff are posted there about the, the podcast as a whole. Um, you, Brian, where can they find you, sir? On, uh, both, uh, Stardust and Twitter. They can yep. find me at ink zone at ink zone. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me at Stardust and Twitter at be Willie 1977. So plenty of ways to reach us, plenty of ways to reach out to us. Uh, please. We like some feedback from you guys. Um, at some point, I'm going to start adding questions, I think, to this podcast. You know, I'll reach out for uh, some feedback here shortly. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll be doing that in the near future. So be looking for that as well. Um, so, uh, Brian, anything else you want to add before we go? Um, no. No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, my friend. Thanks for having me. And as always, this is B. Willie saying, may the force be with you always.